0: No matter how tired you may feel, you press on. No matter how much you feel things are not working for you, you press on. Because that is where now you make an ultimate sacrifice. Amen. Thank you, worshiping. Shall so we appreciate them as well? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: Uh, I don't know if we can adjust the mics
0: uh, and remove the haircut. That would be wonderful. I want to ask uh, Sister Mary to lead us in uh, worshiping the Lord with our givings, our uh, tithes, our offerings. Fast fruits. Do you have anybody who has fast fruits to give unto the Lord? If you do, you can present it here. We pray for it. Um, The Lord will bless you and bless you in vain. We will always press on. I forget everything that is behind me. One thing I do is to press on, to know Christ, to know what he has for me. The depths of the hearts of God are unsearchable. Even as we press on, he reveals these things to us little by little as we mature. Amen? As we mature. And the more you press on, the more he shows you great and mighty things which you have never heard. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the giving of your children. It is a reminder that you own everything. The stars in the skies, in the heavens and everything on earth who are created by your Word, You are the one who upholds and sustains everything by the power of your world. You hold us together by the power of your Word, Father, let this be a reminder to us that you are our Father, we are your children, you are our provider. We thank you and we bless you. I ask that you may increase them in their places of work, in their businesses. Father, let them see your mighty works in their engagements. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen, amen. Uh, We are privileged to have uh, a mighty servant of God to speak to us this morning. Uh, I would have said greetings from Apostle, Had a short word with him last night, but since we have our first lady, I know you're tired, but say, Jumbo, we missed you last Sunday. Praise God. Amen. Amen.
2: It's so lovely to be back home, and I'm happy to see you all. Amen. Amen. Receive greetings from Seattle. From Pastor James and Pastor Lillian and the whole body of Christ. If I don't say this, then this will be an injustice to those who send me greetings. <laughs> For those of you that have been here long, Sonny, or Adoni, or Mama Abigail, she sent greetings to you, yes. and Faith Guru, she said, I still call her Faith Guru, Mama Sky, she sent her greetings to, and rosa rosa was here long many, many years ago well, but we bless the lord because we saw the hand of god in seattle the body of christ is strengthened oh and yes mr wadaka from Atlanta, he sent the greetings too he accompanied us to seattle and we had a wonderful shofar. amen <laughs> <laughs> he was our steward and i'm happy to see you all To see y'all still going on with the work of the kingdom of God. Let everybody do what he has been called to do. Amen? Everybody do what you're supposed to do. Any of you haven't quite figured where you're supposed to be. Come speak to me. Amen? Amen. Because there is so much work in the kingdom of God. There is so much work in the kingdom of God. And it needs every man, every man to be able to do the work we have been called to do. It's not a one-man job.
0: It's every man's job and everybody has to do their part so we can win. Amen? amen? God bless you all so much. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you so much. you uh,
1: great.
0: Amen. <laughs> it's been great. Well, it's good to have you back and we bless the Lord for what He's doing in your family and in the body of Christ. Amen? Now, we are privileged to have a couple that is ministering to us today. Amen. Shall we appreciate the love? I want to invite the watchwords uh, to come up here. Kate is speaking to us, but I want to invite the man who will come and release his wife. We stand at the time. Now we encourage them. We encourage them. We encourage them. We encourage to We have to to pray for the servants,
2: Dear yeah, Father, thank you for this wonderful moment that you have given unto us. Now
0: as we hear your word from the Son, Holy Spirit, may we her,
1: and your will for the Lord be heart through her, give her the strength, give her the courage, give her the strength, that we may all be blessed in the name of Jesus, we pray. For giving us the opportunity to serve. And as uh, a, a servant from the other side, they will let us go. And um, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to know that you can be handed over. You know, you walk and then you're told, hey, right? So. After this morning, I'm blessed, I'm saved. I love Christ as my Lord. And um, we're going to share the word this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So, a study conducted said said that people in the U.S. have about 60 birthdays every year. Hmm? On average, which is more than one birthday, every single week that rolls around. When you think about that, I mean, about that, how does a bad body look like? It could be you wake up, as uh, you're about to head up to work. China can have be here. As you walk, you're hit. You know the way you walk, and then in between, And you're wondering, oh my goodness, how is this day going to look like? In one time of our lives, we have gone through a rough time, a hard season, and it seems like everything around you is falling apart. You know, nothing seems to add up. In the world we are in, when you look around, you know, we have natural disasters, pandemics, you know, diseases, wars. We go through breakups, having children, you know, I'm not going to say gone bad, but things are not working out, failures in life, you're expecting a breakthrough somewhere, and then another time comes up, you know, divorce, losing a job, death of loved ones, the list is endless. But on those times, we feel like the world is out to get you. Just remember one thing. You're not the victim. In Christ, we are victors. And we are overcomers because he also overcame, right? And just like David in Psalm 22, Verse 1, he asked, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? This question sometimes you ask when you go through that. But thank God that in Psalm 46, we're going to do a lot of scriptures, so bear with me. Um, Psalm 46, verse 1, that our God is our refuge and strength, our very t- present help in trouble. I want to remind and encourage us with these words that when all seem lost, let's set our eyes on God. So I'm gonna repeat that. So I want you to flow with me. So together, when all seem lost, set our eyes on God. Can you say that? Yeah, you're gonna help me preach today. When all seem lost, set our eyes on God. So we'll look through different stories in the Bible, and just like them, let's keep hoping, trusting, keep believing, and above all, set our eyes on God, from whence my help come. That is Psalm 121. So we're gonna start with the first story in Exodus 14. Let's go to the book of Exodus 14. These are stories that we all have heard. Maybe they've come out of our minds at some point, but we'll go through them. So in this story is when the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea, and God leads the Israelites from Egypt towards the Red Sea, and the Bible tells us that God had them Pharaoh, and he pursues after them. But guess what? God has a plan a plan to gain glory for himself. So not everything turns haywire, turns the way we don't expect that. The good thing is that God always knows. Nothing follows him from behind. Nothing captures him by surprise, or like, oh, hey God, oh my, you know. He knows it all. So, and, um the story tells us that as the Israelites were camping at the, uh, the sea near the high harbor, they looked up and see the Egyptians marching after them. And they are terrified. And they cry out to God. And they start questioning Moses as to why you know, he let them out from Egypt. And just like them, out, would imagine them seated, in front. There's no way out. There's the sea on the side. It's the desert. And looking back, the chariots are racing really fast and coming. I'm thinking maybe some of them could have thought, hey, can some people get some white flags and start flagging them down for surrender? Others maybe just sat down and you know, were like, oh well. Okay, you know, uh, we give up, we ain't, we ain't gonna do this. We're just gonna die and just wait for them to, you know, kill us or take us back. We continue being their servant. And in any case, I mean, we are having something to eat. But Moses answers them and tells them they not to be afraid. Stand firm. And I know in hard times it's hard to just stand firm, to just sit down and, you know, just chill and wait to see God, God's deliverance. But that's what I would uh, encourage us also today, that let us stand firm. When everything seems like it's not working out, just stand firm. See the deliverance of the Lord, which he will bring. And that's uh, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. So, stand, stand still. the Lord will fight for you, you need only to be still, amen? So So Moses, as he continues with the story, he raises his staff, stretches his hand over the sea, and they go through on dry ground. So he, God makes a way, right? It may have seemed difficult, it may have seemed like there was no way out, but when it's search deep, when it sits still, there's always a way out. God always provides. So in verse 13, do not be afraid, stand firm and see the deliverance of God. I'll share some quotes here that half times don't last tough people do. That's a quote that I always say. And here's another one. That when everything seems to be against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. So, stand still. So, when all sin lost, do what? Set your eyes on God. I said we're going to be preaching together with you. So, when all sin lost, Yes, set your eyes on God. Keep trusting, believing, and know that the Lord has not forsaken us. Isaiah 41.10. Let's go there. Isaiah. Is it Isaiah or Isaiah? Depending on your English teacher or where you come from. So, Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Did you get that? Yes, he says, yes, I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm going to do Psalm 121. He who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor uh, shall neither slumber nor sleep. As I said earlier, nothing catches God by surprise. We do verse eight: The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And I thank God that it's um, not a man that He should lie. Amen. With his promises. Yes, and amen. And He is. A good God, and He will fulfill each and every of His word. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's a verse we all know. You wanna say it with me? So, all right, we're gonna say it together. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace Peace and not evil. And to give you what? A future and a hope. So he has promised us. He is thinking about us. He has thoughts of peace. Even when things are not working out, he is still thinking about us. And he has a hope and a future for us. We're gonna go to another second story. First Kings 17. The Book of First Kings, chapter 17, from verse 8. So it's a story we're gonna. Uh, Let me just go, read read through it. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink, and she was going to get it. He called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bean, and a little orange in, in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat and died. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flesh shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the, day, uh, until the Lord sends rain on the earth." So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of all run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which is spoken by Elijah. Now it happened after these things that the sun, we got stuck there. So... um um according to the widow she had nothing left you know maybe it could be uh, i don't know kind of like 2019 all that happened the pandemic no jobs people being shut down and all she had left was the little. But the good thing is that the Lord had good plans for her. And she may have not known what the Lord had already prepared. So uh, Elijah is coming from very far. She doesn't even know that he's coming. And they just meet up at the gate. And he's like, hey, can you please get me some water and a small bread. And in her mind, I'm thinking she's looking and thinking about her house, the little kaunga that I have. Uh, is it even going to be enough for an extra person? And maybe when I think of Elijah, maybe he was a big man. <laughs> and he, she's thinking and calculating that ungar, I don't think uh, it's, how is it shipper? so, but she goes ahead. Thank God that His words are true and His promises for us as we read that they are for peace, not for evil, to give us a hope and a future. So again, when all seem lost, set your eyes on God. So, the lady goes, makes the bread, and they eat. And she goes back and makes for herself and her family. As we see in verse uh, 15, not only her and Elijah, who enjoyed it, but even her household. Do you see how that little, you know, obedience and faithfulness to God? Not only her, but even her household. The bean was not used up. were all it never ran dry. So the words of God are fulfilled. It's about also trusting in him. When we seem lost, set your eyes on God. So we're gonna read another story in Genesis twenty-one. These are stories that we all know. Genesis 21, from verse 8. There's a story of Hagar and Ishmael. Hagar, as we all know, was a servant. Abraham's servant. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham's coffin. Hmm. I'm thinking Sarah is looking at her and wondering. I brought you here, I put you where you are, and anyway. So, therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this born woman and her son, for the son of the born woman shall not be hired here with my son, namely. With Isaac. Well, as always, our husbands go through trouble. (laughs) They scratch their heads, wondering I mean, this was one of your ideas, no? What's going on? But it was displeasing in Abraham's side because that was his son, right? But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the Lord or because of your born woman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, you know, just listen to her. Don't have But in Isaac, you see, shall be called. So there is a promise right there that he will make a nation. Out of that born woman, the son, because he is. He said. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba, And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a portion uh, for she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And the voice of the, uh, the God, and God had the voice of the Lord, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God will, has heard the voice of the Lord where he is. Arise, Lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. So, Haggai also is given the same promise that uh, Ishmael will be a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and He grew and dwelt in the wilderness, and He became Manaka. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. So there's another story. This, um, I'm thinking of uh, Hagar being a servant, and uh, there she is, chosen by Sarah. I can see her feeling good that, you know, I mean she would have chosen other servants. I mean the boss was uh, she they must have had lots of servants. And I'm thinking they to a man here, right? And we're to get uh to be able to have a child with the boss man. But see what happens. Everything looked like it was working out for her. But at some point, it took another time. She sent away with nothing. Just with a bag of water. What else was she given? It took, a bread, uh, took bread and a skin of water. I know how big the bread was to last them. I don't know if they were given money to be able to survive out there and I'm thinking it's the desert. How big is this skin of water hmm. to last them? I don't know if maybe they thought um, Abraham didn't care, they didn't love them no more, you know? And I know at times we feel, wondering what, what happened? What did I do wrong? God hmm? Bless the Lord that the promise still stands. No matter how life takes a wrong place. It could be you know, something you were hoping, everything started so well, but in between, bam, it just drops on you. And you're wondering, so now what? Blessed be the name of the Lord for his promises are yes and amen. And as again, as we read, he, his thoughts are thoughts of peace, not of evil. And he give us a hope and a future. And again, when all seems lost, set your eyes on God. He is our hope. He is our everything that we can look forward to. He knows our beginning. He knows our end. He has it all. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31, 6. Deuteronomy 31, let's see. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Amen? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a pattern on all those stories. Somebody says, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are sowing, And there's a promise in it. So I'll say also, do not be afraid. God has good thoughts. He has a future waiting for you. And the promises, it may not look like it's up right now, but focus, hold on to the promise, until amen? So there are more stories in the Bible that we can go through. We have Joseph who is put in jail. Um, He's coming from one jail cell something else is put on him. You know, he's thrown in the pit by the brothers. At one point, they are plotting to kill him. But God, because God had good plans for him, a twist, comes in. but still things don't end up as well before. But who delivers them after? That's him, right? So, things may always take a wrong time, but thank God that He has it, and He knows what's there for us. We have another story of Hana and Panaina. So, uh, we sing a song of So, that's another twist in life. You hope when you get married, things will just flow well. No children come in. but God has it all. He knows the right time for us. There are times that we are expected to wait. There are times that we are expected to grow in it, to have a testimony. And I think what uh, my husband always says like, um, a testimony doesn't just come out of nowhere in those times that you feel like you're in need, that's what, when the Lord is building a testimony, a testimony that will help you pursue more, a testimony that will help you encourage somebody else who may be going through the same. And yeah, we have so many stories. We have Elijah, who thinks he's the only one left. All oh, the prophets have been killed. And he's like, hey, take me too. I'm gonna deal with this, just, you know. Let's do 2 Kings 20. was the story of Hezekiah. But this is where I want us to encourage ourselves with that. I have the Lord says, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. That surely you'll fulfill what he has promised. Surely he will set you through. He will sail you through. It may not look like it's working right now. It may look like all is lost. But hey, do what? Set your eyes on God. Push through. Nothing lasts forever. As we say, the quote says, um, hard times do not last, but tough people do. So I'll end with a prayer in First Peter. First Peter. First Peter five Verse ten. May the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And again, in Romans fifteen thirteen. Romans. Romans. Romans fifteen. Thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you. With all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, when all seem lost, when all seem lost, and set your eyes on God. So, God bless you. Thank you all. So, let us continue setting our eyes on God because He has good plans and good thoughts for us. He has a a hope and a future for us. Amen.
0: discover that nothing actually was lost. Amen. Testimonies are made when you are going through a tough time. Amen. Testimonies are made when you see no end and then God in his own miraculous ways, he opens your eyes and you see a way. Amen. Her God had to open her eyes and he, she saw a well of water. Amen? Amen? And so God is willing to open your eyes. Trust Him, even when everything else seems lost. Amen? Amen. He has great plans for you. Plans to do what? Plans to do what? To give your future and hope. So when God gives you a word, there will be a season of battle. Amen. Because everything around you will not agree to the word, and so you press on. God said. But God, but God, but God, because the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It is a weapon of warfare. It is your sword to fight the battles ahead of you. And those who hold on to the word, those who believe in the word, they experience breakthroughs. Praise God. They experience breakthroughs. And the children of Israel, a whole generation, perished in the wilderness because they received the word but they failed to mix it with faith. God has given you a word. Press on. When all seems lost, when all seems lost, Father, we thank you, we honor you, thank you for your servant, thank you for this wonderful couple. May your hand of favor be upon them, enlarge their territories, open many opportunities for them to preach your word, to speak words of hope, words of encouragement to many who need to hear. You have called them into ministry. Father, they have surrendered themselves unto you, that you may use them for your good pleasure, O Lord. Let them see your goodness as they continue to trust you. Let their words vibrate through nations, from the youngest to the oldest, that they will hear their words and they will believe in you because of their words. We honor you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. We pray and believe. And now may the grace the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy all the days of my life and dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Going peace, going love, going victory. See you for those who will be with us in the next service. Amen. God bless you and be good.